Hey, oh yeah. This week on AEW 2 Down My Dudes, Marks and I discuss the quarterfinal matches of the Owen Hart Foundation Memorial Tournament, including Darby Allen vs. Jeff Hardy, Adam Cole vs. Dax Harwood, Ricky Starks vs. Jungle Boy, MJF and Wardlow's contract signing, plus MJF's controversial contract situation with AEW. And what does that mean? We talk CM Punk vs. John Silver and Hangman Page not shaking his hand. John Moxley aligned himself with Eddie Kingston. Who could be? The Jokers in those tournaments. Plus, hey, Hookhausen. All this and so much more this week on a special edition of Two Dynamite Dudes. Tribute to my cat, Dusty, baby. I am Dominic D'Angelo of WrestleZone.com and of Ad Free Shows and of Major League Wrestling and of Podcast Heat. And I am here with Marcus D'Angelo, the sole proprietor. Not sole proprietor, but... There, there are numerous day. proprietors, though. Eh? <laughs> there, are, there are many proprietors. Yes, many proprietors. But Marcus is one of the people of AdFreeShows.com. Hello, Marcus. That was probably the worst I've ever been introduced anywhere. Good. On any you platform. I'm trying to think of a worse introduction I've received. I can't. Good. I'm happy. Nesha, because, you know what? What's up? Why don't you? You have a little announcement to make here. What? What's? Uh, what's on your agenda here tonight, Marcus? You're staying with us the entire time, correct? Absolutely not. I'm very, very busy. Sunday nights are rough. Wow. Dominic, mm-hmm. Dominic completely mm-hmm. fucked me over and blew me off yesterday. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's gonna be a quick drop in for me. Kevin Davis, what's up, buddy? Okay, he's gone. All right. Uh, Nesha, what's up, girl? uh steven how you guys doing uh kevin yes we are staying safe from the coronavirus uh appreciate appreciate all the uh all the support there gang uh but yeah it's uh sunday nights are they're rough rough I on think old, it's piss old poor excuse. Bear here piss poor excuse uh i am busy every day of the week every day that's why i couldn't do the show last night and so now i'm doing it here but i'm available unlike marcus very disappointing so so you are chastising me because i was ready to go yesterday and then you completely fucked me over just called (laughs) it off but i'm committed okay i'm gonna do it hell or high water okay that's the that's the gig all right and Mm -hmm. you you just have no regard for anyone anyone but yourself all right so i mean i was excited about it last night i'm sure that nesha was too um and then you know dominic you just pulled the rug out from both of us here I was ready to. Re- I I was ready to go for four hours last night. Oh man! Hey, thanks, Kevin. Thanks, appreciate the kind words. And uh, Rich, I hope you're feeling better. I'm uh, sorry about the COVID. Uh, hey man, we're really fucking around on time here, pal. We, we are. This thing. We are. Uh, real quick, I have to thank everyone that uh, sent me well wishes about my poor cat Dusty passing away. Um, you've probably seen him here a couple times on the episodes. He'd hop up on my lap and stuff like that. It's been a tough couple of days. Um, I have had a good support system, including you guys, and I really appreciate it. So thank you very much. Um, Dusty will be really missed. He was a very special cat and very much lived up the namesake of Dusty Rhodes. So thank you, everybody. Marcus, he was our last connection to all the animals we had growing up. 
from 108 Leslie Avenue. So. Yeah, but you know, the nice thing is that you got another cat, so that lineage kind of continues. That cat met Dusty, who's met yes. all the other animals, so I think it's pretty cool. Yes, thank you. And his name's Razor, and he's right here. He's not one to hop on laps yet, but hopefully he will be, so maybe you'll get to see him sometime. Uh, but let's get to kick in here. Um, Marcus, wow, uh, two, I think, wonderful uncaps to uh, what was a pretty damn good dynamite, right? Yeah, yes. Um you know that that opener. Uh, I would I would go as far as to say it's one of the best opening matches I've seen. And I don't know. I, I've been watching wrestling now for 25 years, uh, so I would say it's it's up there in in all of my years of watching wrestling. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, just and uh, I mean, you know, you gotta with perspective. I used to watch those cruiserweight openings on uh, Nitro all the time, and there were some fucking bangers there. Uh, but this one, uh, this was a fucking phenomenal match. What was the feedback uh, you were seeing on social media? Because uh, I was dealing with the emergency at the time. But what was the feedback you were kind of reading on Twitter and the social media platforms, if you will? Of- by and large, it was. And, you know, Adam Cole did a hell of a job. But by and large, it was praise for Dax Harwood, um, who, by the way, is doing a live thing on adfreeshows.com right now. Wow. We're uh, competing with Dax. Yeah, we're competing with Dax. So it's probably not going great for us, but he's actually reviewing his match with Cash right now, uh, live. So he's rewatching it with members over there. Um, but in any case, uh, by and large, it was mostly that, as you know, Dax is one of the best wrestlers on the face of the planet. Um, and everybody is kind of beginning to come around to that line of thinking, Dominic. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, you know, he is something, someone very special. And I think he was hard to uh, not root for, you know. Uh, even during that match, I was like, man, you kind of, Dax is the, like, the the fan favorite, I think, in this tournament. Um, from the gear he was wearing to the work he was doing and just, like, how passionate he was about not just Bret Hart, but Owen Hart and the whole tournament itself. Like, he really epitomized it in a lot of ways. So it was a bummer to kind of see him lose in the opening round. But, I mean, Adam Cole is Adam Cole, baby, so uh, it makes sense. But it's also, man, I wanted Dax to do – I wanted Dax to go the whole way almost. It would be it would be great. And, you know, Dax is I, – I was finally able to put my finger on it while I'm watching this match. Uh, and I, I probably should have been able to draw this distinction earlier because, you know, ordinarily it's like, oh, yeah, you know, he and Cash are like Arn and Tully. Or he and Cash are like the Midnights or like the Midnight Express, you know, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane. Um, and it's like, I, I certainly see flashes of that. I think that Dax as a wrestler is like, he's 50% Arn Anderson and 50% Bret Hart. And those are like his two guys. And you can see that those are his two guys, like his wrestling style, his wrestling ability is like the perfect split between those two. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, a. I mean, yeah, you, you saw all the love he had had for Ron Anderson you know, starting off as a heel and everything like that in AEW, but he's really been embracing the Bret Hart stuff as of late, but always was a Bret Hart fan. So it's kind of neat to see him at least get into the tournament, kind of showcase himself a little bit, showcase, uh, pay homage to Bret and Owen. And I thought it was, yeah, a really good opener. Um, as far as the, the main event, whew, that was great in its own way. Like I loved how they set it up with the, uh, package promo before like early in the show kind of state in their claim like hey listen we want to go all out like i w- let's make this anything goes basically and they did uh jeff hardy and darby allen and marcus i can't tell you you were thinking you were like there's no way there is no way that 
Darby Allen does not win this match, and he lost this match against the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy, the lone man in the tournament who's ever wrestled Owen Hart. So, as, as soon as I uh, as soon as I saw that victory for Jeff Hardy, I was like, "Well, I'm going to hear about this on the podcast," because <laughs> uh, I I think I really I really pounded the table last you week. Did. Like, nope, not going to happen. Never happened. Um, but no, you called it. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it was it was a hell of a match. I will say uh, those two make me very uncomfortable. Uh, when Jeff Hardy was like kind of about to lose his balance, when he was about to do that. Uh, that that uh swanton onto the stairs yeah that's that was as as uncomfortable as i've been watching wrestling in a while um because i was like he's gonna he's gonna get badly injured right here on national tv uh but now he seemed like he was okay pretty damn good bump like i mean like for for doing a swanton bond to the side of his steel steps it looked like a pretty safe bump and you know they were that's the thing too is like a lot of people would look at a match like this and say like oh well you know it's like gimmick match like oh it's just this high flying kind of blah blah blah. well look it's what happened during that match was it elicited a very strong emotion out of me right and that's sort of that's sort of the whole idea with wrestling isn't it like you you're supposed to have strong emotions i hate that guy or i love that guy or this is this is uh this is horrible they shouldn't be doing this that's a strong emotion um so i mean there's there's good heat and then there's go home heat like the finger poke of doom this this was one of those moments where it was like it, it got a very strong reaction out of me and that makes it a good match yeah and it was it was fun to watch as unnerving as it could be at some points but like all the players involved, like uh, from Sting to Matt Hardy. Did you see Matt Hardy's reaction when Jeff did the dive off the steps or was getting ready to do it? Like Jeff, was, like he was kind of like the older brother where he's like, oh, I don't, don't necessarily, okay, yes, you're doing maybe, it. All right, well, maybe. I'm with you. <laughs> maybe don't do it. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, I'm with you now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. It was, uh, it was pretty wild, man. Uh, so, yeah, Rich, Rich Murphy, Dominic is pointing out the CM Punk did put over Dax Hardwood on Twitter as well. So a lot of people were were really they're riding that train, baby. The Dax Hardwood is is very talented. What um, I th- I guess at this point, yeah, it, it really makes sense that they continue their tag team run a lot of the ways. But are you against Dax going on a singles run at some points? Dax and Cash, for that matter. I don't think I like it. Um, I think that. It, I think they're they're stronger combined just because they do have such good chemistry. Um, mm-hmm. So I would I would prefer to see those two as tag team partners always, but then continue to do this like hey, every once in a while they'll jump in and have a, a singles match. I know? wouldn't mind them like always staying a tag team, but one of them wins a title here and there, you know, or something like that. You I, know? Yeah, I I I think that there's there's tons of possibility there. Um, I mean, just like from a a, sta- a talent standpoint, man, I like both those guys. Uh, unbelievable you know we we spend a lot of time putting over Dax but man Cash is an incredible athlete um yeah oh my gosh yeah no it's nothing to take away from Cash because I like him as a singles competitor or a tag team wrestler himself like I think he's got a kind of like this old school charisma that's very cool and engaging and um they balance one another out very well because they're similar in a lot of ways but they also just have a great offensive and wrestling mindset for the in-ring game and uh, i think that's very respectful in regards to doing tag team wrestling but heck if they got to throw down in a singles match they're fun to watch and it's kind of a treat to almost get one of these guys in a singles match so yes um, um highlight highlight nesha there she just summed it up i want them together 
I think yep. they I think they should be together. And look, it's uh, they are they are certainly I would say the number one tag team in the world right now. But they have like the potential if they continue on, they keep winning championships and they keep, you know, proving their chemistry and all that stuff. They have the potential to go down as one of the greatest tag teams ever. I agree. I mean, they're well on their way to doing a lot of that, you know, um, carving the, and like paying homage to all these classic teams and wrestlers and uh, kind of the, you know, going against the grain of the 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 wrestling style of nowadays too where it's like okay hey we're we're old school guys and we're showing showing our abilities and doing that but they can pull out some uh new stuff too um marcus uh rich murphy also asked i think this leads us into a good thing as to who as your kind of thought process or maybe speculation has changed in regards to who the jokers may be both in the women's tournament and in the men's tournament yeah um mine actually changed today on the men's Okay. Uh, yes, because you know initially I was like, yeah, this might be this might be it for Cesaro. Uh, so I was I was getting really excited about that possibility, but then it, all of a sudden it it, just, it came crashing down, brother. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> where I was where I was like, wait a minute, you know the trend has been for Tony Khan. Tony Khan very clearly enjoyed NXT back in the day, like a year or two, a couple years ago, right? Four or five years ago. He was a big NXT guy, and you can tell that based on the people that he's brought in and kind of the influence there. Um, I think I think for the men's, it's going to be Johnny Gargano. That's, yeah. When somebody mentioned that on Twitter, I even made a poll, like, last week, early last week. Hey, who do you think is going to be the Joker? And I may give four options. I believe it was Cesaro, um, Kenny Omega. Miro. Miro. And then I think one other, but maybe it wasn't even another person. And I just left it at that. I didn't even put Gugano. And when somebody put that up, I was like, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, it does make a lot of sense. Because, um, but the only thing is, like, you're putting somebody out in that position. They're going against an established name and talent like Samoa Joe. But if they're debuting, wouldn't you want they, them to win? They have to go over. Uh, yeah. The new person does. And here's here's the deal. And you and I discussed this, I, I want to say, a week ago or two weeks ago is that Samoa Joe's in the middle of an issue with uh, Jay Lethal. So that's how you get out of it. You have Jay Lethal come out and fuck him over. True. Oh, yes, yes. You said that last time. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Uh-huh. So easy how I kind of forget, like, just the simple concept of how wrestling can be booked. <laughs> <laughs> how are they going to get out of that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's an easy story to tell. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's how I see it going. Nesha's saying maybe Kenny Omega um which you know i how cool would that be though yeah, man people are people are dying for him to come back uh steven chambers how about how about that killer cross oh man that would be fire yeah i love me some killer cross hey oh i can't say coming up here but uh killer cross has been doing a lot of cool stuff lately so just keep your eye out for stuff um thanks for that teaser dumb you're welcome um let me see here what was i gonna say though oh you know what's interesting is um, I, now it's kind of a shameless like plug in here a little bit, but I work for the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast. And on this episode of Ask Matt Anything, a question was asked, hey, who would you like to see it? Who would you like to do trios with? And what do you think of the trios, division trios, titles, all that stuff? Matt's all for that stuff. But he pitched out this thing how one day, one day, Marcus, he would like to see a broken Matt Hardy tag with a brother Nero. And to Bray Wyatt um, in AEW, he said. Well, I mean, is there any chance that Bray Wyatt could be the Joker in the Spanish? Well, that would be wild. You know, I, I have heard uh, rumors that both his and uh, Cesaro's asking price is incredibly high. 
Um, so I'm not sure if that would be a thing that would scare off Tony Khan. Probably not. I mean, you know, I, I get the impression that CM Punk is being very well compensated, um, among others. So it's uh, hard to say. Hard to say. I mean, really, I lean toward somebody like Gargano, uh, really just kind of based on context clues. But who knows? I, I think that it's going to pop a big rating, um, you know, because we've been building it for a while. Dominic, who do you got for the women's? So somebody says Athena. Marcus, do you know who Athena is? Offhand? I do. That's uh, the former Ember Moon. Okay, that's who I was thinking. Um, yeah, that's who I, that's, uh, that's who I was going to be my guest and speculator. And I tell you what, she would be great. She, I think if I wanted someone to debut, a women's wrestler to debut in AEW, it would be her. Because I think she was so underutilized in WWE. And, like, her ability to do the moves that she could do in the ring and uh, the presence that she had as Ember Moon, it was a great look, great everything. Um, I think she's another uh, woman, woman you could promote big time, you know? And, like... She'd fit up there right in the echelons of the Jade Cargills and the and the Thunder Roses and the Serena Deebs and, uh, you know, the uh, Britt Bakers. You know, the the list goes on with a, a lot of those names. So I, I think she'd be the I, all, my personal choice, I think, for that tournament. Dom Stevens saying Candice LeRae. Um, John Howard. Yep. Uh, I mean, that would make sense, though, Mark, because if you have Johnny Gargano in the one tournament, what if Candice LeRae showed up in the other one? I was just going to ask. John Howard is saying Johnny and his wife. I didn't know his wife was Candice LeRae. So. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. Well, you're not too in tune with uh, the NXT stuff. No. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see that. Uh, actually, James just said one that I was thinking of. Uh, he said Nia uh, getting hurt really killed her. What if Nia Jax came out? Whew. I think that would be interesting. I mean. It would get one hell of a reaction. It would get one hell of a reaction, and you can certainly – She's certainly marketable. You can definitely, you can definitely cultivate an audience in a and uh, uh, like a so get some heat against her or a fan base. But yes, she is uh, a polarizing individual in wrestling. So uh, that's that's kind of the idea, though, too, isn't it? You yeah, know, it's if she's polarizing. Oh, Nesha's saying she thinks Nia is retired. Well, Who knows? Uh, People say that though. It's not necessarily true. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to think. And John is saying Nia is garbage. And, you know, look, you don't want to bring somebody in there who's going to hurt your talent. Certainly not. However, I think the argument could be made that Nia is, as you said, such a polarizing figure that uh, that she, she would get a reaction. And as we said earlier in the podcast here, that's sort of the name of the game, right? Get a reaction. Right. Dom, where are you at on, uh, on uh, Tessa Blanchard? I'm out on her, I think. Uh, there's reports that she's already out with uh, Women of Wrestling, uh, that promotion, that uh, AJ Lee, uh, AJ Mendez, uh, CM Punk's wife, was a part of. She's already out on that. I mean, that's just a lot of red flags, More, even more red flags than what she had. Why are you, oh, she already she was, out on it? She was with them, and now she's not already? Now she's not already. So it's just like super that talented uh, in the ring, obviously has the name. Um, but listen, there's, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. It's, it seems. And that's, um, man, a lot of smoke. If, if she doesn't pull the nose up, that's going to be one of the biggest what ifs in my mind in wrestling. Um, because she's been a lot of those damn good. 
And here's here's the other thing is like you know she's got the horseman lineage just like uh, just like Ric Flair's daughter who's who's killing it. It's like I just want to see her with her talent on a main stage, right? Because imagine her and Charlotte in a feud, two former horsemen's daughters feuding with each other for like a long term program. I mean, she's got she's such a talented uh, such a talented performer. It's a shame that. Uh, you know, she's become this this polarizing figure. And as I've said on this program before, uh, if anything about what's being said about her is true, she doesn't belong in wrestling. Yeah, it's and uh, I mean, like, it's just like how many strikes can you have where it's just like, OK, you, you went out of impact. You had controversy with impact. Um, there was all that talk about, you know, her saying the racist comments to uh, Le, Le Rosa Negra uh, from uh, Mission Pro during that time. I, I don't remember where the location was. It might have been in Puerto Rico. I'm not positive. Either way, all that stuff continuing to happen. Her not being sought after. I mean, there has to be some some talk of like, hey, there's you know, there's some validity probably maybe to this, you know, or it's just That's, like as you said, where there's smoke, there's fire, man. So and there's not a great amount of smoke. Uh Marcus, before I let you go, I kind of want to get your thoughts on how, how much have you heard about this MJF? uh contract stuff going down a little bit jason michael campbell what's up buddy um uh, thanks to everybody for joining us by the yes. way Glad uh, awesome turnout. i'm yeah, like pleasantly just... surprised because this was like kind of i didn't make the announcement till later on and here it is and you know schedule adjustments all that stuff but, yeah. well, i'm glad to have you guys with us um yeah i mean you know a, a lot of people i think are taking issue with it but you know at the end of the day it's uh kind of like being a pro athlete you know the window is relatively small and there's certainly the possibility for injury so uh in my head it's make as much money as you fucking can in the shortest period of time that you can so if mjf is kind of uh uh playing one side against the other when it comes to wwe and aew um good for him he should be uh really it's if we're not talking about you know, tens of thousands of dollars. We're not talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars. We're talking about the potential of millions of dollars on the line here. So uh, that's life-changing money. That's generational changing money. Like if he plays it right, his grandkids might never have to work. So really, if if he's doing this, uh, good for him. He should be. Margaret, I mean, it's a, it's what pro wrestling is all about, right? Mm-hmm. It's like this is a is a business based off of the carnival grounds and, you know, kind of, quote unquote, conning people out of money. But I and obviously the business has evolved and changed. But there's a lot of I think that's what makes wrestling so fascinating is that kind of, hey, so what is real and what isn't? What is um, who's playing against who here? What the, the games of the politics, all that stuff. It's why the NFL is such a big booming product nowadays. It's not just what happens on the gridiron. There's all this other drama outside of the gridiron that comes into play that makes it fascinating. And um, when you got like guys like MJF, who really is all about blurring the lines when it comes to like who he is on air, who he is off air, like he keeps to it, he keeps the heel going. And then he makes these references that you like have literally to him with like these reports from Sean Ross Sapp and all this kind of thing. And it's like, holy shit, this is like, what's going to happen? We just saw Cody go to WWE. And can we see MJF? 
go to WWE. And what would that mean for AEW? What could this mean for the wrestling business? (laughs) And that's that's the thing, too, is you can't say that, well, he never will. Not after Cody went. That Cody's like the last person you would have expected. Like two years ago, right now, if somebody would have said, Hey, Cody, in two years, Cody's going to be in WWE, you'd be like, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. He's he Marcus, broke the throne. I would have picked Jericho to go back to WAF before Cody. Yep. But here we are. So uh, here's the other thing. Uh, and I'll, I'll give Mark Madden a shout out. I believe he's the one who pointed this out. Um, he's a huge fan of Roddy Piper. So he mm-hmm. grew up being, he, he's, he grew up in the New York area big big uh wwe stamp in the new york area obviously so i think the mjf is like he's a wwe fan at heart grew up a wwe fan loved roddy piper uh so it i mean if uh, i would say that all it would take is vince mcmahon telling him hey we'll give you your own piper's pit type segment on raw and he'd be like yep let's yeah let's do it (laughs) Uh, i mean and i think you gotta think you gotta think vince mcmahon would love MJF. He would love one hundred percent for the same reason he loved Roddy Piper, and for the same reason I think he's loving Cody right now because he's somebody that's just doing his own thing and like embracing the business of the business. Also, we're talking about a guy who back in the like the eighties, you know, he found out that uh, that uh, Crockett was doing like I think it was a bunkhouse stampede. And he was like, hey, guess what we're going to do with the Survivor Series, or the Royal Rumble on free television on the same exact day. You know what I mean? So, like, so like, he, I, I think that Vince McMahon likes the idea of, like, oh, is that their top heel? Oh, Cody is their top baby face. We got him. Uh, is, oh, is that their top heel? We'll take him, too. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's like, that would just be – I. It's just crazy to think because um, if like somebody like MJF were to go, that's like an AEW guy through and through MJF. You know, obviously he's like got his starts other places like MLW. He's he had a great run with Dynasty and everything like that. But he's one of the pillars. Um, you know, uh, it's like if you're playing both sides of the business, there's nothing wrong with that because that's the wrestling business. That's it. So it is. You're in it to um, make money. You're in it to make money. Um, what would you think of the whole contract? He even mentioned stuff like that during the contract signing. Even, uh, what'd you think of that whole segment, real quick, and then we'll let uh, you go. No, it's good. You know, it, it adds realism, and that's that's also the stuff that works. Actually, Arn Anderson was saying this on his podcast this week. You know, like the stuff where when when it gets to feel real, when when you get to ad lib and it's not quite as scripted anymore, um, that's when the really good shit happens. Um, yeah. And he's he's right. So you know, Cody touching on something with reality is yeah that that's that's good tv no there's no matter how you slice it it's good tv um so yeah it's i think it's i think it's great um i know that the impulse as fans is to be like no i'm i don't like wwe as much i want them to stay in aew but like it's a very very small window here of opportunity and like i said it, he could tear his acl next month you know, so it's and, and fuck up the rest of his career. Now, granted, when it comes to wrestling, you know, if you tear your ACL, you take a very, very you severe work a little injury. different or you do certain things. Right. It would take a very, different. very severe injury to knock you out of wrestling, but still it could happen. Um, so, you know, the idea is you make as much money as you can in the shortest period of time as possible. It's very true. Very true. Mm-hmm. By the way, he doesn't give a fuck about titles. 
you know, I've, I've seen that come up like, well, he, he hasn't been get, getting title shots. Um, he hasn't getting, you know, he's not getting, he's not on top. He's not working in the main event as much, blah, blah, blah. I, like MJF stays in character all the time. And you know what that tells me about him? It's that he, he understands how the business works. And look, let me tell you, if, if I was wrestling, uh, do you think I would want to have the most championship belts in the history of, of the company? Or do you think I'd want to make the most money in the history of the company? I, I, I know that you know which one I'd want, Dominic. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's all I, about the money. I think that that's probably where his head is. So, yeah. Got to, uh, gotta, gotta give him props. He's he's in a really, really great position right now, and good for him too because he's like he's a guy that loves the business. And like to your point, Marcus, like, hey, who get? Guess who else never held really any titles or a major world title? Roddy fucking Piper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who his cat is named after? So it's all there, brother. It's all there. Yep. What's all there for you over at Ad Free Shows, Marcus? Uh, oh man, a lot of stuff going on. We just announced Starcast, Dominic. Yes, Starcast in Nashville, guys. If you haven't seen this, go to the website, go on YouTube, and look up past Starcast. This is the biggest, best fan convention that you could ever hope to be a part of. There's going to be tons of wrestlers, tons of, of uh, current and former stars, Hall of Famers. It's, it, not just, and it's not just convention, pal. There's going to be live wrestling. There's going to be uh, live stage shows um, where interactive experiences. So, I mean, this is a if you're a wrestling fan and you have any way of getting to Nashville in July SummerSlam weekend, go out of your way to get there. It, like if you are thinking, I need, you know, what what summer vacation am I going to do? What What's the big thing I'm going to do? This is it. If you're a wrestling fan, you have to go to this if you're a wrestling fan. Uh, Dominic and I will both be there. It's a really, really huge event. Um, for, for real, if you haven't heard about it, look it up on YouTube. Look it up on, you know, search your Twitter for it. Uh, it is it is something else. Marcus, how many StarCast? Have you been to StarCast? I've never been to one. This You've never been the, to one? I've never been to one. This will be the fifth one that they put on. Uh, we... As a as a company, Ad Free Shows has not done one since I want to say COVID or something. Yes, uh, Starcast Four so, in Baltimore. Yeah, so it's it's been a while since we put one on, but let me tell you, uh, it is an unbelievable experience. I, I would be watching the videos before I got involved with Ad Free Shows. Like, man, that, that looks fucking awesome. Uh, so I've been to all four of them. <laughs> oh, that's right, you have. I've been to all four of them, and uh, I gotta say, like, all the Starcasts were great. Uh, first Starcast was super awesome. There was just it, just the atmosphere, the buzz going around. It was all in. It wasn't even all out. So it was like this is was in connection way back, and um, the roast of Bruce Pritchard, one of the fucking funniest. I mean, live shows I've ever been to, and I've been to stand up shows, and like people were laughing. It was. It's just crazy, like just the different stuff that you can do. And, you know, Conrad and them get creative with stuff like you, at the Baltimore one, man, like you had Sting in his American face paint, like his surfer Sting American face paint for Great American Bash, like when he won the title and stuff like that. It just cool shit happened. Um, hey, look, if you're not sold on it for real, take five minutes and, and go find some video of it on YouTube. There's a bunch of stuff posted. Unbelievable fan experience. 
So, uh, like I said, if you can make it there, get there because it's it is going to be a blast. Plus, Dominic and I'll be there. I'll sign whatever you want, pal. I'll sign. I'll sign some titties. I'll sign some. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I, was, I was thinking like your shirt or something but no, hey, I'll whatever, whatever, I'll whatever just uh, bring whatever you know <laughs> I can, i'll do an inscription or whatever you want you know i'll say whatever i'll make fun of myself it doesn't matter hey, that's, um, that's my cue i gotta run I, okay uh, anything hey. else you got anything else nope you guys have a lovely evening dominic hey. take good care of these good folks oh you know marcus you know it uh did you see rj city with the iron by chance of yet? course yeah your thoughts was, i want to i need to see it still it was great it was great um, it's above expectations, I would say. Um, just fun seeing Arn in that sort of environment. It is. Uh, RJ City's best. I love RJ. So, all right. See you guys later. All right. Get out of here, you loser. Bye. Bye. Yes, he's gone, everyone. Thank God, huh? Jeez, oh, man. What a clown. I can't believe I keep him on the show. Hold on. I'm changing the, the thing. There we go. Look at that. I even did it. I knew it was, this was happening, so I prepped. I prepped early. It's just me now, everyone. Yes. Uh, and we still got more to talk about. Uh, I don't want to let you fellers down, fellers and fellettes down. <laughs> so let's keep going here. Uh, let me add a little bit more stuff about uh, the Wardlow and MJF contract signing. I liked that Wardlow did not talk. And he just used his facials to get himself over. And, like, just to the viewer. Because in Long Island, it was a uphill battle to get cheers uh, when MJF is just putting himself over in his hometown where he's already cultivated, like, you know, Hey, cheer for me identity kind of thing in this, in my hometown. Like, even though it's like tongue in cheek, kind of like, Hey, this guy would turn on you in a second, but here he is. So I like that Wardlow did not talk. I thought that was really cool. And I thought he handled that very well too. And then I thought the whole segment was great. I thought it was really, really good and well done. Um, so yeah, uh, very, very cool way to do it. It was a great balance uh, of what I thought was a really, really good show. Um, let's see. Oh, are you behind on AEW Dynamite? Jeez, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, what I wanted to touch upon further too. I didn't get to mention this during the. I wanted to mention this. I liked Martha Hart being at the Owen Hart tournament, and like obviously it's cool because like she's Owen Hart's wife and. Um, it's for his tournament and, you know, she has been out of wrestling. She's never really been into wrestling, but like she's in embracing it here. But I liked just the genuine, like her being herself on camera where she's just like waving and stuff. It It's cool because it's like kind of like this person that's there. That's doesn't, isn't putting on any airs or like playing up to anything. It's just, Hey, she's there and she's part of this experience and she's clapping or she's like, hey, she's, oh, man, that guy lost. Like, I think it was when Dax lost. She's like, oh, well, hey, you know, that kind of thing. She's on camera again. And it's like a genuine, hey, person there. It's not like a wrestling fan. It's just, it's a person. <laughs> I kind of like that. Does that make sense? I just thought it was kind of entertaining. And I, I was neat to see her there. It was neat to see her there. So um, I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, see, Nesha, you called it again. We keep not saying Harry. And, you know, I almost feel... That he could get, he could lose almost to Samoa Joe and be all right. Um, but could you imagine if he went the distance? Say it's um, say it's Harry Smith and and uh, Adam Cole or somebody like that in the finals, 
Or yeah, you even have Jeff Hardy and Harry Smith. Like I said this a couple weeks ago, or last week on the episode, was that like uh, Harry Smith or Davy Boy Smith Jr., as he was known in Major League Wrestling, had the best 2019. I think he was the wrestler of the year. Like he did so many different types of matches, one with no ropes, one with uh, different competitors, uh, different styles, and he had a run. It was really cool to see. Uh, so I would be very much, very much for Harry Smith being in this uh, tournament. I think it would be very, very cool. Um, so yeah, uh, Jason, they did. FTR did turn face. Uh, I think they're going to keep continuing that as well because um, I just, I think they're guys that people really respect and like to work around. It's like they weren't out there for MGF when it's contract signing. Uh, Sean Spears was there. I think the, yeah, the pinnacle is just over, right? <laughs> it's just over. Um, and, you know, I'm sure they'll make reference to it and things like that. But, um, yeah, uh, they are baby faces now. Um, oh, thank you, Stephen, because I did not get to watch Rampage, which uh, I want to because I want to see the Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky match. Um, so, um, but, yes, yeah, I wonder if they've been, help me out here, Stephen. Did they make that announcement on Rampage? Because I knew watching dynamite that the Sheeta they were talking about Sheeta being almost out of the tournament they weren't sure at that point so help me out if you know that uh, when they made that announcement but yeah um this was just really cool and i i named this uh episode uh owen hart deserves all the flowers because it's just cool to see this getting right everything kicking off here with this and like seeing the owen hart and like fan signs martha being there the tournament the color scheme, like I just did here with this frame, like everything, it's just really, really cool. And um, I, yeah, it's, it makes, it's, it's a great way to celebrate him. Like, you know what I mean? Cause uh, Matt Hardy did his uh, Owen Hart episode. It was so cool. Like doing social media for that through the whole week, making clips all about Owen, like, and just seeing him. It's cool. It's cool because you know, it was so sad when, when it happened and everything like that. And I'm sure everybody, if you're a wrestling fan for, you know, that grew up in the 90s and everything like that, you remember where you were when you heard about Owen Hart passing. I distinctly remember being in my room as a kid, uh, 13 years old, and watching on my, I believe it was a 19-inch television, maybe smaller, but seeing on the local news that wrestler Owen Hart passed away after taking a devastating fall during the pay-per-view and me noting, remembering that the pay-per-view was on that night and just couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. So it's neat to see him being celebrated in wrestling again. It's very, very cool. And, you know, it's, it's going under, uh, you know, Martha's like allowance in a way, because it's just like, she's giving her blessing to have it happen. It's just very, very cool to see. So uh, I very much like that. Oh, interesting. May see a triple threat at the pay-per-view sky. Sammy Kazarian. I'm not against that. Listen, so I I watched Dynamite, like I said. So I saw Scorpio Sky cut his uh, promo, which was great. It, matter of fact, baby face, I liked it. I like what they're doing with Scorpio Sky. Boom. I also like what they're doing with Frankie Kazarian, you know, and it, giving him that chance to kind of talk a little shit to Sammy. And, like, good baby face work there, you know. Sammy's obnoxious as fuck. I like that. So, yeah, I'm all for the triple threat. I think that's a good move. Um, oh, is he really? I didn't know that. Oh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan battling cancer again. That's a shame. Well, he's a great – oh, man. Yeah, I love Hacksaw. So, who? hoping the best for him. Hoping the best. Um, 
Let's see. I remember what'd you say here, Nisha? I remember my cousin asking how to watch the paper you and buying it. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, I just just one of the I mean, for me as a fan watching one of the first major tragedies to experience. I, maybe Rick Rude was before like the one was it Rick Rude before that? Maybe he wasn't. I can't even remember. But I think Owen Hart might have been like the first big wrestling tragedy of my fandom. Um, yeah, just crazy, crazy to think. Daniels versus Sky. That'd be kind of cool. Um, you know, he still does it. I'm sure that that could be in, in the mix of things. He would be great to have in an angle where like he gets beat up. You know, Sammy maybe beats him up or something like that. Sorry, that's my freaking virus thing. I don't know what's going on. I don't have a virus. I think it's just an alert, whatever. But um, yes, uh, another match that I very much liked here was Ricky Starks versus Jungle Boy. Uh, I thought this kind of exemplified how well-balanced Dynamite was from a matchwork standpoint because you had a like like a methodical kind of battle and a chess game almost. And that was something that was a little more raw in Dax and um, Adam Cole. Then at the end, you had something that it was just wild, fucking crazy, stuntman stuff between Jeff and Darby. And then this here in the middle, it was like smooth wrestling, like with that modernized touch to it. So I thought this like being in the middle with the opening match and then the, the main event, I thought it was really highlighted how well balanced the show was. Uh, and then along with the segments that follow that uh, were sandwiched in between these, I thought were very good. Um, and yeah, Starks and uh, Jungle Boy, they can go. Starks showed some sweet athleticism. I like it, the little touch he had of like, I think he missed it. Yeah, uh, Jungle Boy got out of the Rochambeau and he's like, damn it. <laughs> Just like a little touch to that. I thought it was super cool. So very much like that. This was, I just enjoyed this dynamite. Um, maybe it's just the fact I haven't really got to, I've been so distracted this past week. I haven't really got to sit down and watch wrestling. Like, and uh, this was fun to do for me. So uh, yeah, let's see here. Wow. Uh, Jason, why do you think Adam Cole sucks? Uh, just, do you not like his promos? You just, what, what exactly? Explain a little more if you can. Um, Cage will turn heel at the pay-per-view. Jurassic Express will lose the tag titles. Yeah, Steven, I agree. Um, trying to think who they're, who are they teasing up with the tag titles? They kind of made, oh yeah, Keith Lee and uh, Swerve. And you have Starks and Hobbs, um, which, you know, could really go either way. Like, I think. I think you need to, if you're going to go in a certain route, I would probably maybe lean towards Keith Lee and uh, Starks getting those belts, right? Um, just because, like, they're names, they're established names, um, but they really need that opportunity to be like, hey, they're champions in this new promotion that are going to make them a big deal. So I kind of think Swerve and, and Keith Lee – should, should get those belts because Starks is really, I mean, he got that win against Jungle Boy there. I know it was under suspect means and stuff, but it's there. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs, you know they have plans for and stuff that they're going to work towards, and you know he's he is a talent that's uh, going to, I think, get even bigger and bigger uh, and, like, catch more fire, much more fire on the way. So um, I'm thinking I'd lean more towards Swerve and Keith Lee getting something going. 
Um, oh, um, oh, you can't watch it on your May 29th. Happy birthday, early birthday to your daughter, Ernesha. Um, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's tough to do when you got <laughs> when you got kids. I was just texting my buddies; they were saying how they um, the, the Penguins are playing like right now. I'm missing the game. It's Game Seven, and um, there's he's like, oh, I got to do this kids stuff with my kids, and they got to you know some sort of recital or practice or something like that. And he's missing like the first part of the Penguins game and he's a diehard Penguins fan. So it's just like, man, balancing all that stuff out. is tough. It's tough being a parent. Uh, it's rewarding. I'm sure but it's also tough. <laughs> um, and that's just from an outsider looking in. Uh, okay. Hookhausen. Uh, that was pretty cool. I liked it. I don't know. I don't know what, how it's all going to work out with this. But I like the the odd couple pairing of these two. Um, and I liked, you know what? Uh, I'm really thinking Danhausen was standing out more so just being a presence walking to the ring and being in the ring, more so than in backstage segments even at this juncture because, I don't know, just the way he moves, he's like walking like this, like Mr. Burns almost. And he's like, hello there. And all that stuff. His music was like the Munsters. That was great. I really like that. Um, so, yes. Uh, I like Hookhausen. I like this vibe. I don't know where they're going with it. I don't know how it's going to pay off or how it's going to mesh. Like, I hope they find the right groove for them, you know? Um, but I, I kind of like the pairing. What do you guys think about it so far? Okay, so, yeah, Nesha thinks it's interesting. Oh, geez, everybody can't watch Delaware Nothing. <laughs> Steven's got a family reunion in West Virginia. Jeez, everybody's, yeah, everybody's got stuff to do. It's tough. Hey, that's Memorial Day weekend, too. It's, stuff's just happening. It's just, it's just going on, you know, it's, I mean, I love Vegas. I'm going to be there, so it'll be cool. Um, but that'll be neat. Uh, yes. Um, let's see. John Moxley shows his allegiance once again to Eddie Kingston and uh, defends him with his Blackpool Combat Club with William Regal, who gets a shot in Jericho. I love this segment. I think it really furthers home how much I love a heel slash kind of comedic Jericho. And um, him really highlighting guys like 2.0 uh you know and um you know daniel garcia finding his groove at some point you know but uh i like this dynamic and i like blackpool combat club kind of butt heads with them more so and um you know cultivate continue this uh feud going on with eddie kingston and stuff like that maybe setting up some blood and gut stuff makes sense with uh, blackpool combat club you know right you get hit you get them let's see so you have you have Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danielson, you have Moxie, you have um, Wheeler, Utah, you have Eddie Kingston, you have Santana, and you have Ortiz. That's six. So then how many does the Jericho Appreciation Society have? They have Hager, they have Jericho, they have 2.0, that's two, and they have Daniel Garcia. So they need one more if they're going to do a blood and blood six on six, or somebody sits out of um, Blackpool Combat Club. I think you could maybe get not put Wheeler, Utah in there. I think that'd be a fucking hell of a blood and guts match, right? I think that'd be a good, good uh, set pairings to, to have happen there. Barry, are you with Menza? <laughs> what is going on? I saw Barry early. Owen Hart. What William, who are you? <laughs> and what do you have to say here? <laughs> uh, let the Menza meeting commence. Oh, here we go. I remember Barry. Yeah. Barry was there last time. I remember this. Yeah. All right. Anywho, back on track. What do you guys think about, um, May add Archer to make it six on six. Oh, that's a good idea. I like that. I like that. 
Uh, Jason Michael Campbell says Daniel Garcia and 2.0 suck. Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think they need some a little bit more um time to kind of cultivate people. I I think they're great obnoxious heels. I think Daniel Garcia just needs a little bit more of a chance to to brew a little bit as a persona and personality. Um, but yeah, I don't think they suck. No way, I don't think they suck. But hey, wrestling is projective art form, so everybody's got you know title to their opinion. Um, let's see here. Let's see what else they want to cover. Oh yes. This is uh, right after the match of um, CM Punk and John Silver from Long Island was uh, a confrontation between Hangman and Punk. I liked all of this. I liked, I think this, I think it very much, we're going to see Adam Cole, not Adam Cole, Hangman Page keep his world title against Punk. I think it's just going to happen. It only makes sense. Um, and to punk to lose to get his first loss against your world champion that you're really trying to build around it makes perfect sense it makes oh not his first loss because he lost to didn't he lose to somebody he lost oh he lost to mjf he got his first loss against mjf so like his first like big kind of like official like non-chicanery loss against hangman page would be very good um so yes i think um i think that's where it's gonna go and i like how they're building it up you know i want to see um hangman get on the mic again and kind of cut more of a promo to further establish a this is the guy we're going to be starting to root for, or maybe he can kind of play a little bit of heel. It was neat to see Punk play heel in Long Island. Um, I thought it was pretty darn good. Yeah, so it was a good little segment. Again, good balance of things here on this Dynamite. Um, one of the funnest ones, I think, to watch uh, in the past. I mean, a lot of the Dynamite's been pretty good, I think, overall. There's been some misses here and there, but most for the most part, I think... Um, I think they've been fun, and this one was really fun to watch. I think it just had a good, uh, good stuff about all that stuff. Let's see. Okay, so your way of thinking is if you can't entertain me, you suck, and you're not doing your job very well. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe to you they suck because yeah, maybe they're not entertaining to you, or is it like just like okay, I don't want to watch these guys because um, I think that's kind of the point of almost being a heel in certain ways. Obviously you don't want a heat that's, you don't get any elicit any reaction from if you get a reaction of like, you know, Hey, I don't like this guy. I want to see his ass get beat, you know, that kind of thing. Then that kind of gives you a little bit more like where that maybe they suck as somebody you don't like, but if it's somebody you don't like watching or it's like, I don't, this is a waste of my time kind of thing. Then it's kind of a different mentality. I think, um, I'm pretty entertained by 2.0, I think, a lot of the ways. And like I said, Daniel Garcia has uh, shown he's he's got the ring work. I think the big thing in wrestling, though, is persona, personality. Can he get that over? He, uh, Sammy was able to to catch fire with that, with Jericho being like his quote-unquote mentor. And so if you're able, if Jericho's able to do that with Daniel Garcia, then that's another thing. Uh, let's see if it's happening. I think uh, that ball is still up in the air, so to speak. But hey, again... Jason, you're up to your opinion, too. It's like, okay, let's see what else you had. You make a sports reference, and I always like those. It's like the Brooklyn Nets. They have Kevin Durant now. <clears throat> they just suck, and I'm kind of wondering what Kevin Durant was thinking going to the team. Well, I mean, Kevin Durant's a star. So you, are you is Kevin Durant the Jericho in this situation? Or because, I mean, that is, it's a, like the Brooklyn Nets are big marquee names. You got, uh, well, you had Harden, but you don't have Harden anymore. You got Kyrie. You have Durant. Is there another person? Or, but those are big names. It's like almost a super team vibe. So, 
I mean, uh, I kind of get what you mean in that regard, but it's, um, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, jury's going to be out. Uh, Jericho is the real catalyst for this. Jericho appreciates sight, obviously. But um, to get it over, you know, if Jericho's keeping that persona and identity of him, and then it's those other uh, members of the, of the faction are able to do that as well, then there you go. Um, and I think 2.0 are on their way. Diego Garcia, like I said, the jury, I think for me right now is out still. Can he do it? Can he do it? I it, I think it, time will tell. Laughed my head doing Paige's finisher. Yeah, see, I thought that was really cool. Good enough to prompt the baby face to get up and confront him in the ring. I liked it. I thought it was good and well done, too. Uh, so, yeah, Stephen, I agree with you. I'm with you on that one. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else I wanted to cover here? I think that's it, guys. Um, I think uh, I want to watch uh, Rampage here still, at least the, the Sky and Kazarian match. Um, but, yeah, I think they're setting some cool stuff up for Dynamite. Or, I, I mean, Double or Nothing. And Dynamite upcoming. There's Owen Hart tournament. Owen Hart tournament's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to see how it's going to be fully embraced, Double or Nothing and everything like that. I'm looking for the pomp and circumstance. Uh, tribute to Owen, all that stuff. Any announcements that maybe might get made in regards to Owen being further celebrated in AEW, I'm all for. So it's pretty cool stuff. Um, yeah, uh, good show of Dynamite. Got to get Marcus to do, start doing his Mel Meltzer rings again. Marcus Meltzer rings. I used to, we used to do that on a weekly basis and uh, just <laughs> keep forgetting. It's at the top of my banners here. I always forget to click it and ask Marcus, hey, what's your rating on this show? So we'll get him back on doing that. Um, but uh, that's kind of it, guys. Uh, as far as stuff for me going on, um, it's just been a catch-up week. Like I said, my cat passed away, so it was really tough. And um, still still tough. But um, it's just like kind of getting back in the groove with a lot of stuff. Um, some changes are occurring. I can let you know later on. But overall, it's it's uh, I think it's, uh, for me, uh, staying busy. Be on the lookout. I just posted uh, a little teaser about my last LaRue interview. Uh, he tells a cool story about Kurt Henning, and that's how I started all off here, is with a little bit of an article on that. So give that a look. That's up on WrestleZone.com. Lash is seriously one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. He actually dubbed what I told him about my cat passing. He dubbed him the feline dream daddy, and I like that a lot. So I'll be using that a lot for my cat, my uh, late cat now. But, um, yes, so uh, did an interview with him. We have some a very cool interview that you'll probably see, I believe, tomorrow up on WrestleZone. So be on the look for that. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, as far as other stuff goes, I, I work uh, social media for uh, Oh You Didn't Know podcast, the Road Dogs podcast. We got some good stuff cooking up there. Uh, he just recently, the newest episode is uh, DX. No, I'm sorry. What was it here? It's, um, oh, yeah, Scott Armstrong was on. And he was talking about uh, just his time in wrestling. So, uh, Road Dogs brother Scott Armstrong, longtime WWE referee, and he has some great stories to share. And that's been that was really cool. It's a really fun episode, really informative episode. Uh, I love Bullet Bob Armstrong, such an awesome baby face. You want to talk about one of the best baby faces? Bob Armstrong is that. Um, so give that a look. Uh, Matt Hardy, Ask Matt was a recent episode. I very much encourage if you haven't to check out the Owen Hart episode. It's so cool. Matt has some great stories. Pretty cool to me. I I was not aware of how much Matt knew Owen Hart, and he wrestled him, I believe, four more times. So uh, he's got some great stories to share. 
um, and great insight about Owen being a family man and how Matt has embraced that himself with his family. So very, very cool. Give that a check. Um, and then Wise Wrestling, I also go do for uh, Podcast Heat. It's both uh, Giovanna Angle and Kim Orton with John Alba. Uh, and they cover a lot of stuff, you know, around the family of being a wrestling wife. So um, just uh, like this one was bucket list, this latest one. Tomorrow, a new episode drops there on uh, the podcast feed of Wives of Wrestling. So give that a look, too. A lot of cool, cool, fun stuff over there at Podcast Heat and at FreeShows.com. I also do the wrestling history with history uh, every day. This weekend, I did miss two of them because of the situation going on. But I'll be back on the horse here tomorrow. So if you want to subscribe to Ad Free Shows, do so. You get my little uh, wrestling history newsletter every morning that I write up. It's a lot of fun to do. I like doing that. So let's see. Oh, uh, what did you say? Oh, you get hey, Nesha. It's Nesha's Meltzer rating. He, she gives it a, a W 7.5. You know, uh, that's, I, I think that's a fair rating. I think that's, uh, you know, I would give it, I liked it. I would give it mine. It's not my thing. This is Marcus's gimmick. I give an 8.2. That's me. But um, I usually give MVPs. Who would be my MVP this week? That's tough. That's tough. I got to think, I think I give it to MJF. I just like what he did. I like what he did on that show. Just, boom. Full MJF. It was good stuff. Um, okay, Steven says Warlow. I like that. I mean, like, and Warlow didn't do a whole lot. He just grinned. He beat up some security guards, but it makes it does make sense. Like he's getting himself further, further over, and got those Goldberg, Goldberg, Goldberg vibes. Uh, the Man of Steel thing, that famous Man of Steel where Superman's handcuffed. Um, but he even said that that wasn't intentional. It just happened like that. That's pretty cool. No, Nesha, you say Warlow too. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. But, yeah, give it a look up on WrestleZone. A lot of stuff cooking. I'll be there for Double or Nothing, AEW Double or Nothing doing coverage. Uh, looking forward to that a lot. Guys, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Uh, so fun to do uh, when Nesha messaged me, hey, what time this weekend? It's, I want to make this happen. I want to make it happen because I have a lot of fun doing it. So, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the uh the condolences of dusty i very much appreciate it razor is around somewhere he's his own beast right now uh hopefully i'll get to get him on the show he's a little bashful at this point in time but he's he's a crazy one in himself so yeah i'm glad him and dusty got to cross paths uh because uh two special guys there but thank you guys you guys are special so thank you uh and thank you follow me on twitter at Dominic D'Angelo. you can see it right fucking there um, but that's it, guys. I will see you. And Marcus will be there, too, hopefully. That son of a bitch. We'll see you next week on 2 2 Dynamite Dude. Everybody says you're so mad.